Fire Up are proud to present a glittering new season celebrating the barbaric ballet that we call Rugby League. You must feel pretty confident with that uh, additional bulk he's put on. Now watch the defence, it'll be fairly uh, violent I would imagine. Now the gladiators, Hoppawati with the left forearm. It was as nasty as we've seen for a long time. A bit out of character, he's a very clean player. Manly slumped to eighth on the ladder. It's just rubbing salt into the worm. You can see the head crash there. Slanging match. He's only five metres from the line. And he's hurt on the bird. He runs into a wall. Certainly got some forearm in it for some damage done to him with a boot or a knee. But by heavens, he's really bleeding. He's come out of it very much the worse for wear. Bleeding like a stuck pig out there. And the crowd's starting to go wild. Intercepted. Shows it. Goes outside. It's a sad, sad commentary on the mentality of some of the idiots that follow Australian sport. Now, please welcome your muscle-bound maestro, Stephen Ferris and Chris Gale. As they... It's uh, my pleasure to introduce special guest Benny Lorris, and that intro must have brought back some sort of memories, Ben. Oh, fantastic, mate! How good's that? <laughs> Bleeding don't, like a stuck don't, pig. <laughs> don't we miss? Don't we miss the unpolitical Rex Mossop? Yes, I mean, indeed. Well, some of the did, famous quotes. Said it as it was, and what? Geez, we miss him. I tell you what, he was such a colourful character. He was actually the reason I got involved in rugby league at an early age of seven years of age. Tell us. Watching the seven big league yes, of yes. a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Listening to Greg, uh, the great Frank Hyde first on the radio and then watching at 6 o'clock at night on Channel 7, Seven's Big League. It was massive and it was hosted by the great Rex Moss. Do you still have the same fervour for watching Rugby League now? Oh, absolutely. Shit, even more. Absolutely. Wow. It's been a great... Great it's been a, been a great um, love of Rugby League ever since the yeah. age of seven. Tell me... Uh, the one thing that's on all, all our minds, all the people we spoke to about what to ask you first, and the, the biggest question is, why are you not an immortal? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's too funny. Too funny. <laughs> I, I, I don't think it is because, uh, Benny, you played in an era where you had the number 12 on your back. Yeah. Did you ever transition to the nine or did that happen after you retired? No, no, I transitioned from 12 to nine. I played the, uh, the first grand or the last grand final on um, the uh, SFS at 1988, and mm-hmm. that was the year it turned over. In 1989, we played with the nine yeah. at the SFS. So it was, uh, it really was, the, I was there at the change of uh, the numbering. So, what, But what? Hooker was someone who, in fairness, trundled from each scrum to each scrum yeah. and, and raked, but you transformed the game because you became this creative force that has evolved into what's seen as a critical part of the spine, hence... Given they hand out immortals pretty cheaply these days, you would have <laughs> they're up to thirteen, you know. Uh, look, you know this little bloke here was a um, an ethnic from Lebanon, born yeah, in Lebanon, yeah. mm-hmm. and, 
And uh, playing the game of rugby league, I, yeah. I certainly had my knockers as I was growing up as a kid, you know. It was just not called that a, that a WOG would be playing the Aussie game of rugby league. Really? And, Could you count how many there were at the time? Do you remember? With the other, like obviously, you know, Phoenix and Maltese name? Uh, yeah. Um, Italians? Well, George Papanis was my hero. Right. He was the Greek He was the Greek doctor that played for the Bulldogs. Yeah. And, and uh, he also captained Australia. And yeah. he was one of my idols because I related my ethnicity ethnicity yeah. to, to, him. To, to to George yeah, to Dr yeah, yeah. George and um, he was like uh, uh, like one of my heroes and and as a kid you just sort of you pick idols and he was the man so Anglo Celtic obviously there were Indigenous players at the time Eric Sims etc um, yeah. uh, the, the 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 state of play now is of course the Pacifica nations are sort of really dominating the numbers aren't they well it's funny you say that. you know you you had the Aboriginals and you got to be very careful and be very politically correct in the way you, you, you say WOG yes. or, or, or an ABO or, or, or a, a Pacific Islander. You have to be very careful. And I grew up with this era of, of being the WOG. And they, and they weren't careful? Oh, absolutely not. No, no, no. I mean, I, I copped. I mean, I know they go on every 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 second week. Now you talk about the Aboriginals being slandered by yeah, yeah. either a spectator or a player. Sure. Uh, but my, as, as, as a... As a Lebanese kid growing up, yeah. the slang and words and spite yep. that you were as a wog yeah. coming through the, the 70s and 80s was horrific. And uh, just, it was, you know, you so just you got respond? on with the job. Did you respond? No, you just get on with the job. Get on with the job. So, sorry, we had Patrick Skane on uh, last year who wrote the yep. book about the great big O, Olsen Filipana, which is an incredible yeah. read and, and really is a one of the first Maury's to play mm. in Sydney. And a lot of it was, it wasn't just on the field, it was from the punters in the crowd. Was that a similar experience for you? It was. Um, you know, <laughs> you have a very staunch and very cultured upbringing with your, you know, being a wog, Lebanese bloke growing up. And it was just phenomenal the way that the people just sort of approached you and looked at you and, mm. and, and treated you and uh, it was different and you had challenges and you had you had uh, a, a lot uh, you know you, you had to you had to do more than the ordinary to be accepted in into the Aussie game of rugby league and you had brothers that went to a different school but you fought to go to Holy Cross Holy Cross ride yeah because it was a rug, rugby league school reading ground yeah okay yeah. so so at the age of seven I you know all all kids out there whoever Whoever you are, you have a dream, yeah, you know. And yeah. as a kid, you, you dream and you close your eyes and you go to sleep at night and you dream about what you <laughs> want to be. And every night I just wanted to be a football. football I wanted yeah. to play rugby league for my almighty great Balmain Tigers. Because and you saw it on telly or you heard on radio or you went to the games? A mix of both, mix you of know. Both, yeah, yeah. Listening to Frank Hyde call the football was so colourful. Yes, you could yes. almost see it. Um, we used to we used to pretend to be the players in the backyard with my three <laughs> brothers. Who were you? Uh, I, was all, I was Greg Cox. He was the, uh, halfback. He, he was the halfback, blonde head. <laughs> Blue-eyed bloke that I, I could never be. In fact, looking across, you're, you're a dead ringer for Look, Greg Cox. Absolutely, it's incredible. <laughs> but he was my hero, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and you sort of you idolise those blokes and players, and, and and that was the dream that you wanted to be. And and fortunately enough, you know, God willing, gave me a bit of talent, and yeah. the rest came from a lot of hard work okay. and a lot of hard knocks. Did your parents want you to be no. skilled in other ways? No, no. So it's an interesting story. Mm. It's, a, it's funny you ask that because. 
At, at the age of 15, when things were happening in a very, very big way for me at, at Australian schoolboys? School Australian schoolboys, yeah, okay. yeah. My parents actually tabooed me from playing rugby league because they wanted me to become a doctor or a lawyer, as every other parent does. Yeah. And they said, look, this rugby league, it's a heap, it's a rubbish. It's, it's, there's no future in this <laughs> stupid game. It's, you know, there's no way in the world. You need to be a doctor. So you're not playing rugby league anymore. And behind my father's good wishes, I, behind behind his back, I played rugby league for two years. Didn't tell him. And did not tell him. Oh, and it was one day <laughs> I, at the age of 15, I was playing on the Commonwealth Bank Cup where it was on TV. Ah, uh, of course. And my father played every Friday night with his, with his brothers and his cousins. They used to have big card nights on Friday. And one of them said, oh, my God. I saw your son on TV last night. <laughs> he goes, no, no, it couldn't have been my son. He's, he's not playing football. How did you sneak out? Oh, I just, I did everything behind their back. I, I came from a family of seven children, so yeah. their focus on, they had no idea. No idea. They, they had no idea. And jerseys and shorts didn't end up no. in the wash mysteriously my, or anything like that? No, no, because my neighbour used to wash my football clothes <laughs> right, right. In, in a secret little taboo thing behind you know, so mum you, and dad's back. You were 15 with the Australian schoolboys who would have been a little older than you, I'd imagine. They were. 18. I, yeah. I remember. I recall. Carrier, bigger. They were shaving. They were shaving. <laughs> I mean, I, I remember Neil Hunt and, you know, Neil Hunt, he was shaving and, and they were having a beer and I'm thinking, I'm 15. I'm thinking, oh my God. Like, and you're not even playing, apparently. Still a virgin. And you're not six foot four, like, you know, nah. six foot seven, like Nelson Hassan. Nah. So no. But, but, but some, uh, just by so, sheer coincidence or, or by sheer luck, yep. they, they, they selected me and, and I'm surrounded by these blokes. And, and I don't know, as a young kid, people will appreciate out there, at the age of 15 to the age of 18, there is so much that goes on. Yeah. In your development as a young man, sure, and, and it, so much happened, and and to be associated and rubbing shoulders with these people, that in itself was an education, right, and, right. and you grew up very quickly. Was the pathway being that you were a Holy Cross to Balmain a fairly traditional one, or is there someone like a Keith Barnes or something that talent identified you in particular? Yes, so it was actually. It was a bloke named Keith Giddos at the time, mm-hmm. who was the CEO at the club there, mm-hmm. and um, he he came over and he he invited um, he invited me after Mum and Dad found out at the age of fifteen, <laughs> at the age of sixteen, mm-hmm. that they said that they were interested in giving me a contract and. It was a Balmain letterhead. I'll never forget it. I got an invitation with a Balmain letterhead signed by Keith Giddos, who was the CEO yeah. of the club. And I thought, oh, my God. Like, you've, I've still the got it. The real deal. I've still got it. I've, yeah. I've got it framed. Yeah. Yeah. And it was way, way back at the age of 16. And, and they said they want to give me a sponsorship for, you know, and they want to offer me $1,500 wow. for a two-year contract with the Tigers. Wow. <laughs> and I just looked at Dad. Yeah. And Dad said, what do you want to do, son? And I said, oh. Dad, I'd have done it for nothing. You yeah, know? I think that's what Jack White just signed with South for, wasn't it? <laughs> Seven fifty, fifteen hundred over two years. Is that right? Yeah, they're, 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 there's there's a good man. I, I I was very lucky to go into camp last year, and Jack White was one of my favourite blokes. Right, right. One of my favourite blokes yeah. in being. Is that in why camp. Ricky was in tears? <laughs> look, I, look, Stiggy's great. I, I love the way that he got very emotional about Jack yeah. leaving the club there, and I can I can relate to it because. Yeah. 
Stiggy has a very, very wonderful relation. I was very fortunate to go on a kangaroo tour and play State of Origin with him and the unfortunate pleasure or the unfortunate habit of playing against him in 89 yeah. when, they, when they won that grand final. But, I didn't want to go there. Yeah, I know, but yeah, you will because I know everyone asks. I really, I've, I've said before when we're preparing, I really don't want to put Oh, you're going to ask me about the field goal. No, no, no. no. Day doesn't go by if you no, don't No, ask no, me. no, not interested. <laughs> but uh, look, and look, and I, I, I can... I can feel for for Sticky yep. um, and his loss and his relationship with his players, not just Jack re- White. But it all actually reflects what uh, a lot of fans hate about the league, where people just keep sh- shopping themselves around or being shopped around. And the team you know is not from anywhere that you know. You know, like I'm St George fan, half them are from Brisbane, you mm-hmm. know, or Toowoomba or somewhere else. Yeah. And so you you lose that local community sense, uh, or even just a team that sticks together for quite a while. You know, it's funny you say that because Ricky Stewart signed with the Balmain Tigers when I was working with Keith Barnes at the Balmain Tigers in 1986, mm-hmm. 87, 88. Ricky Stewart signed a contract with Keith Barnes. Mm. And this is as true. And, and Keith Barnes came into my office and he said, Benny, I've just signed this great player up. His name's Ricky Stewart. He, we just got him from the Australian School Boys Rugby Union. Rugby Union yeah. And he's from Canberra. And, mate, I've never seen a bloke throw a ball so far other than Wally Lewis. Right. But then I've seen, never seen a bloke kick a ball so far yeah. than, than any rugby league. And apparently when he gets the shits, he kicks, kicks his cat at home. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the garden furniture Which bill for the lot. Raiders. Those plastic chairs on the sideline get a real workout. They do. And yeah. you love, but people love seeing that. Oh, yeah. They love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but, like, and Keith, and, and, and it's funny, you know, but um, Sticky ended up saying a week later, saying that he did not, you know, he, he didn't want to leave home and he was too close to home. And, right. he, and so Keith Barnes, being the great man that he is, mm. retra- rescinded his contract. Just tore it just up, tore and, it up yeah. and said, mate, you're if free. you're leaving your home, you don't want to come up. Yeah. And the yeah. rest is history. If, if he'd signed up, I'm sure the 88 and 89 grand finals, we would have gone, we'd have won a lot more premierships in our, Damn in our days. I know. Oh, it, it's hard to know, but I mean, Bastard. Ricky's saying that Jack wanted a change. There might be something in that. Now, normally when someone goes for a sea change, you think they would end up at Redcliffe. But, <laughs> yeah. the, but the, yeah. big, the big challenge right now, because, you know, they've got to impute the value of the contract, you know, the fact is he playing centre, what is his experience, his rep career. But how do you put a price on getting to hang out with Luttrell? I mean, that surely is part of the value of the contract they'll have to That's look at. That's what he at. says. Because, I mean, there's something kind of sweet about that, I well, think. Yeah. I'll tell you something that no one knows. Okay, here's something for... I get a phone call An from... An exclusive? This is, a, okay. this is a big exclusive. We, we've got to have a sound effect or something. I, I, I get a phone call from <laughs> Justin Pascoe from the West Tigers, who's the CEO. Yes. He rings me up and says, B.E., we're very close, about just about to sign Latrell Mitchell to the Tigers mm-hmm. on a three-year deal. Ooh. I said, "Shit, we need him, yeah, mate. Yeah. We need him. Whatever we, do. but what we don't do, we don't have a, a car sponsor at the club, right? And we need a car, and I think if we get him on the car, it's a done deal, right? I said, "Shit, leave that with me. I know a lot of people in, in the, the industry, in the car industry. I could certainly." So I ring up a very dear mate of mine. Within ten minutes, he says. Latrell Mitchell at the Tigers, he'll do a couple of local lads for us to justify him driving our car. Absolutely no problem at all. Mm. So I ring back Justin Pascoe and I said, Justin, we've got Latrell. I've got him on a three-year deal with this car dealership. I won't mention their name out of respect. No. And 
He said, oh, we'll see you tomorrow. We'll see you on the back page. We've got Latrell Mitchell. And I'm thinking, hooray, hooray. <laughs> How good is that, having Latrell Mitchell at the Tigers? So I get the paper tomorrow. I tell them, mates, I said, mate, we've got Latrell Mitchell. Like, what a great signing. Yeah. And, mate, two days go by, three days go by. And then the fourth day, Latrell signs with the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Wow. I did not get a phone call from the CEO to yeah. say, unfortunately, we don't. And I think, shit, well, you'd think just out of respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you would have rung up and said, mate, there was – don't know what the other reasons were. Yeah. Was I, it Wayne Bennett? That what? That why he signed to South? Uh, I don't know who I don't know who got him to South Sydney yeah. at the time. It may have been Wayne Bennett. That may have been yep. the – I, I don't know. It was when, when he went he went, when he went from the Roosters to the South Sydney. Yes, yes. So – we missed out on him. It's and a great shame. I mean, I can, I can, we can rule out that the car sponsorship would have been Proton Cars because that was a little bit earlier, right? Do you, <laughs> no, do you remember? Uh, no, it, it wasn't Proton Cars. And, and Benji used to drive around. I used to see Benji driving around in the uh, Lotus. It was yeah, very yeah, exciting. Yeah, yeah. They were. They what happened to Proton Cars? Yeah, but anyway, the rest is history, you know. He, he signs up with South Sydney and what a mecca And you is. still don't know Fantastic. what happened. Don't know what happened. No. Still today, I don't. Wow. Can we talk no. about, once you mentioned Justin Pascoe, and of course there's been a bit of a shift happening in, over the last couple of days uh, at West Tigers. Chris? Well, the overnight news, of course, that mm. we've recruited... Well, Scott Fulton has come into a recruitment position at the West Tigers, but that was something that was done with Lee Hedgepatelis and Justin Pascoe, but not in the knowledge of really the football department being, Correct. you know, Benji, Robbie, uh, uh, Ferner, and, of course, head coach Tim Sheens. Does that clandestine thing say anything to you? Because I know lots of people would like to say, and it is only a 45-minute show, uh, ben, but what's wrong with the West Tigers? Well, it just you just define exactly what's wrong with them. If if, if the head coach did not know no. that of the understanding that, that Fulton was coming over there, mate, that is demeaning. That is wrong. It's, mm. It is absolutely disrespectful. It is absolutely uh, a laughable offence when you have someone such a significant person as that to come to the club without the head coach knowing that. That is. Diabolical. It's factoring, isn't it? It's disgraceful. It's, it's, it's hard disgraceful. to explain. I mean, and I'm getting sick and tired. It's I've been I've been supporting the club forever and a day, and I'll never bag the club like that. But when you see things like that happen mm. at that level, you really must ask the question: What the fuck's happening at the joint? Yeah, yeah. You know, honestly. And, and this is on the week. Uh, the famous win. win. <laughs> Look. The wind's a great win. Look, one hot day don't make a summer. No. You know, it, it, it's good it. to get a sweat up, though, isn't it? But look, if you're going to win, it, 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 to beat the Panthers, you know, who are the back-to-back premiers at the moment, it's, it's certainly it's a, a great feat. Yeah. However, in saying that, we were at Bathurst on a cold, windy, rainy night yes. with terrible lighting, and it's hard to get the players up every week, week in, week out. And look, we did it. And look, and, and to the credit of the players and, and everyone that's had confidence in the club, it's congratulations and it's a great start. It's a great start and confidence is the most aphrodisiac. It's that momentum going, doesn't it? It is just amazing mm. what confidence can do. And, and, and the kids there, like they, they turn up, they train hard and the players and the trainers and the coaches, it is tough and it is a hard game. But the, 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 the balance sheet is the scoreboard and we're one out of six which is pretty tough. And you're playing the Dragons that, that if we didn't have the buy, I think we'd be sitting on the bottom with you. Well, that's true. Well, I, I don't know. You've won one other game more than us, I we think, have. at, at we the have, moment. Yeah. So yeah. The, the Dragons are certainly, uh, again, they've got some great talent. You yeah. know. I'm telling you. 
you don't walk far up you're a dead shit I'm not a fan of rugby league but I love far up Back on Fire Up with Chris Gale, myself, Stephen Ferris and the great Benny Elias. Now, let's step in back in time, Benny. I want to know a couple of things. When exactly did the contested scrum finish? I can't quite locate the year or the decision. 1993. 93. Yeah, 93, and they became competitive. They were competitive and not competitive because the game said we needed to flow the game on and they were wasting too much time, which I agree, by the way. Resetting and penalties. Yeah, they were resetting Mm. and, and it was a lot of... Arty farty, starting to become like rugby. So you had to keep your legs in, no, no, no sticking, no, no, no punches thrown, none of that. No, no. <laughs> no, well, that was that was the place where you could almost get away with it. Yeah. You, <laughs> Safe haven. <laughs> there is one famous incident with Mario Fenech. Oh <laughs> yeah, well that was that was one of the moments. I was there for that game. Yeah. <laughs> Explain to the people, Chris, what's that? Well, about? no, Benny was probably he was there. I wasn't there. I've seen the footage. It was a, it was a playoff game against South Sydney at the Sydney it was. Cricket Ground, right? Eighty-seven, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. That's Hang 86, on, was it? eighty-seven. There was a scrum, correct? Well, before well, the scrum, I said to Blocker, I said, Blocky, yeah. I need you to put a stink on the next scrum. Yes. Next scrum. <laughs> Lovely. And Blocker looks at me, winks me, says, B.E., as day goes tonight, you should be the captain. Of course I'll put a stink on. <laughs> <laughs> so we, South Sydney knocked the ball on yeah. and, and we run to the scrum. And as I'm running to the scrum, I take my mouth guard out and I bite my right hand. Did as that come hard instinctively? It was just one of those things, you know, when you're in nature and you you, you, you got to survive. It's one of those survival things. And we got our backs to the wall. That South Sydney had dominated. Yeah. They got us on the scoreboard. Got to do something. So we went to do something different. Yeah. So I bite my hand as hard as I put my mouth guard back in. And as day goes tonight, block it gives Les Davison the greatest <laughs> cracking uppercut I've ever seen. Why is that funny? Oh, it was just, I could hear it still now. <laughs> boom. And it was on for young and old and there's fighting everywhere. And yeah. I flung out of the scrum yeah. and I run to Kevin Roberts and I said Kevin did you see what Fennick did that dog look at him look at his bit in my hand it's bleeding he looked at my hand and blood's coming out straight away straight away and he said Fennick come to me and he goes what and he goes you are off and you'll be staying off for a long, long time. You're off. And sends him off for... And he looks mystified. And Fanny just looks at me and goes, you fucking little wog. I said, I'm a wog. Have a look at you, you idiot. <laughs> Mario. <laughs> but but we, we love those rivalries, you and Mario, you and Steve Walters. Yeah. After you retired, is there something, is there sort of a special bond you guys have as a result of that from... Or not we, always. <laughs> I get on very well with Boxhead. Yeah. It, it's Boxhead, funny. Uh, Steve Wallace, yeah, Steve, yeah, yeah. I mean, his nickname was Boxhead back then. But he, he look, I get on very well with him. Even Mario these days, we, we kissed and made up a, uh, yeah. a couple of years ago. And uh, I see him quite was a bit. Was it on TV? No, no, no. no okay. It was definitely not on TV. It was behind closed doors. <laughs> but it's funny how. You don't tell anyone, all right? <laughs> but it, it's funny how, particularly if you're in the media, it sort of changed. Like, like you know, I was totally opposed to the Walters as, as a blanket oh. when I was a fan. But Kevy's adorable. And, I mean, even this week, he's. Comment about Adam Reynolds in the lead up to the South Broncos game. He goes, Adam's tackling well for the first time in his career. I mean, there's a sort of a sense of humour to that man that's really, really uh, lively and attractive, I think. Well, I had the pleasure of touring with Kevy Wallace. It was um, a real pleasure. And he is such a funny, 
funny bloke. Mm. He really is. He's uh, he's a great character. He's a great man for the Broncos. It's exactly what they need up there. And uh, his son's going real good at the moment also. He's playing yeah. hooker there for yeah, the Broncos. Yeah, Billy's great. Billy's uh, a real real find and, and it's, it's sometimes very hard for a young kid with a name, you know, father's surname, Walters and, you know, with – it's very, very tough. So everyone's under the microscope and it's very hard to be independently sort of uh, blasé about not taking him as a, you know, as a favourite because yeah. it's your son. Yeah. And uh, I, find, I, I, I feel for Billy. I think Billy's a very good, very good player yeah. and I think he's best when he's on the field. Billy was at the Tigers before he, he went up to the Broncos yep. and the day at Leichhardt, which was the game played in the immediate um, aftermath of the passing of Tommy Radonikas, and we're playing the Cowboys and we did not have a very good first half and we're down oh. like 24 blot or something like that. Oh, yeah. I was and there. I was in the corporate box area and... the Meat ti- pies and sausage rolls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Tigers sent in Sean Bloor and Billy Walters essentially to apologise and said, we're going to do better in the second half, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> and Sean looked like he could, wanted to be anywhere else than this. But Billy was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. And I sort of introduced him around and one of the girls in our box is... Uh, Broncos fan. So Billy goes, I just want to apologise for the Tigers' performance in the first half. And I said, oh, Billy, this is uh, Belinda. Um, She's a Broncos fan. And I said to her, Billy's father coaches the Broncos. He goes, oh, I want to apologise for that as well. (laughs) (laughs) Now, just another question. We talked about the the, uh, contested scrum. Whatever happened to shoulder pads? I don't know. Because you had that look down, Pat. Yeah, I love the I love the old jo- yeah. shoulder pads. It and was you had like the gladiator. You know, getting dressed up in front of the mirror. You got to put the you put the shoulder pads, pads on. on. You're bigger than Ben Hur. Yeah, pump yeah. on the. And you had the yeah the Rocky look there for a while, didn't you? Yeah, no, the tape around your hair, the yeah. mullet, the early adopter the of the mullet. Yeah, had the mullet, had yeah. the tape around the head. It, you know, it, it, it's like when you dress to go to war. I suppose. Yeah, yeah. You know, when, when you go to war, you put the you know like an actor too. Well, it is yeah, in, in put any, on the any any field. You put the costume on and you go and you go out and there you represent your your your, your team. And um, it was very special. It was a big part of preparation. Was yeah. was, was the shin pads and the shoulder shin pads. pads and, yeah. You know the, the, the little liniment. shorts. Yeah, the little shorts. And- <laughs> well, we, we we worry about the guy who doubled down and invested in the new shoulder pad making machine just as they were phased <laughs> out. And and you mentioned the are you a rugby league influencer? Benny, because uh, the mullet is it's mullet mania <laughs> it's everywhere, right isn't now. It? Mullet mania. Well, it is now, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's fought, fought Without a doubt, yeah. the, uh, the way you present yourself is very important. And I see today these people have got they they got tapes all around. They think get messages there, yeah. Christ or love or yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever it is. I don't know what it is, but it's a message out there. But you know, it, it's um, you know, preparation is is nine tenths of whatever you do. I mean, you guys prepared to come. I think you prepared to come <laughs> yeah, on here. No, no clear evidence <laughs> of that. <laughs> but, but it's in anything you do, isn't it? Preparation is nine tenths of the uh, is nine tenths of the battle. Yeah, and talking about uh, presentation, you were part of the Tina Turner sort of mm. um, PR machine thing. Um, I, I did an event for um, Brian Walsh recently. They did, oh, made a big splash with uh, you know ET e- e- and others. You know. Yeah. Tell me about that. Did you come across? Were you part of the shoot? Were you involved with the? I was. Yeah, I did. I had the great pleasure of meeting the great lady yeah. Tina Turner, and um, in '88 it was um, it was I think it was the simply the best uh, campaign in '88 yeah. and '89. Yeah. What you get is what you yeah. see. Yeah, um, well, I think it was the other way around, wasn't it? Well, the, the other way around. The, the first one famously it was they did the shoot in England, and John Quayle had ET set up. He did, but he had to replay a game because it had been snowed in, and so. <laughs> They got Cliff Lyons and uh, Gavin Miller. Was running on a beach in England? No, no. no. That was and, and Gavin Miller. And so they had promised Tina that they get a really, really good-looking rooster from rugby league and she was presented with, with Cliffy Lyons and Gavin Miller. <laughs> 
And she goes, this sport's in trouble, I think. I better do something here. Well, my, but if you go back that far and, and look, I, I, I always acknowledge John John Quayle is yeah. probably one of the greatest administrators mm. the game's mm. ever had. Mm. Uh, and his vision and his, his ability, to the guts to do something extraordinary with such a big price tag for, for the great lady, mm. Tina Turner, rejuvenated her career. Never been better, has it? Oh, it, it's never it was it hasn't been as good yeah. and the reason the reason the Super League war happened is because everyone wanted to play rugby everyone wanted to be part of rugby league yeah when you have Rupert Murdoch who wants to be part and of Kerry it? Packer yeah both of them two of the most richest blokes in this country without yes, a doubt. Yes. and ambitious and ambitious mm. and they always wanted to get they wanted to they wanted the mantelpiece mm. and Damn rugby, that and Tina rugby league. yeah but there was that Tina Turner yeah. that, that, that 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 campaign that went for a couple of years the two different campaigns were just phenomenal. phenomenal yeah. Everyone they they introduced the women and the kids into yeah. the commercials, and which was just fantastic. I'll let you in, Bill. Uh, ben, I'm uh, I play the music for the big games for, for the NRL for the last eight years. Yeah, so yeah, the State of Origins and the Grand wow. Final Series. When we come to what are we going to play for this big moment? It's always simply the best. It is without a doubt. Doesn't well, get tired. I'm, I'm going to do something here that I'm going to share with you. Yeah. I, there's a campaign that I'd like to do yeah. for New South Wales. And it's the Bruce Springsteen, born in New South Wales. I was born in New South Wales. That's great. That's, I mean, that is the de- next best thing who, that I reckon. Who would you pick? We'd get the Hoodoo Gurus again? No, or? no, no, John I, Stevens, mate. John, John Stevens, <laughs> mate, without a doubt. I thought Benny was sounding pretty good right there. I think maybe you should... Uh, I'll do the backup vote. Well, just, just get the players to... to well, why, why don't they? they? They have those super groups with, you know, yeah. uh, you've got Brett Lee and you, you've got yeah. um, Mark Carroll who likes yeah. playing a guitar. Spud Junior, of course. You've got, you got um, um, Guru, the Gurus. Eric um, Groth. Eric Groth. Yeah. Eric Groth, Jr., yeah, yeah. Mate, you got. Why don't you just compile a whole lot of old heads yeah, yeah, yeah. and do something extraordinary with John Stevens, who loves the game of rugby yeah. league, who will do that song in a heartbeat. I can just see it yeah. and put it up on the big screen, yeah. and everyone get involved. Yes. At Homeboys you need somebody to sing along to, don't you? They nearly Absolutely. dropped the uh, cane toad and cockroach references a couple of years back. Yeah. I mean, but, what the but we will need you, Ben, to go over and negotiate with Bruce to. Make sure that oh, the cover yeah, is yeah, very yeah. close with the boss. Yeah. I would have thought so. <laughs> I mean, that, it, it does bring up the fact that uh, this one defining image you in State of Origin we might talk about, but your Origin career was a very storied one. I mean, you played 19 games, man, captain you, you on six the occasions. Moments, didn't you? Hey? Yeah. You seem to be the man of the moment. You know, you picked those moments first very series well. win in five years when in 1990 when you captain us after the 86 win, and you were there in the first series yeah, win for New South Wales. Turvey dropping to his knees so and all it's that. It's funny, you know, Turvey. Turvey, I only played two games with Turvey, yeah. and that was 1985 in game number one up there yeah. at Lang Park, and when it was called Lang Park, not Suncorp, and game two at the Sydney Cricket Ground. Yeah. And both those games were the most amazing impact in my life about a, a captain. And I've had some great captains in Mal Meninga, Wayne Pearce in particular, um, all my life, uh, Wally Lewis, I've had all... But mate, there was no greater captain than, than the great Steve Wald, uh, Steve Mortimer, Mortimer. Where where Turvey, when he stopped the bus out there at the Caxton Hotel, yeah, tell me about game that. one, yeah, 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 game one, and I and I'll never forget it as and I get I got shingles up my, I just I so really, Caxton Street is a street right is, near and, Lang Park, and this is what Queensland wait all year for State of Origin yeah. because it's when the little brother is potentially yep. able to get the big brother. Yeah. They've won five series in a row. Game number one, Lang Park. Yeah. We got the bus going down Caxton 
and he's told the bus driver to stop the bus. Right. And you get in the bus driver, what are you talking about? He goes, I'm stop the fucking bus. Yeah. And the bus driver stopped the bus. Yeah. Right out through the, the side of the Caxton Hotel. And we had blues. Because All we over were, it. We were the Tui's blues back then. Yeah, on, on the, the bus as well. Yeah, on the bus. Yeah, yeah. So they got the big strip of the Tui's blues and they could see inside, they could see it was the players. <laughs> and they started launching cans at the bloody bus. <laughs> and, and Turvey gave us the greatest two-minute speech yeah. where he said that, Look at these bastards. We're under they, siege. They hate us. They hate us. We've yeah. never won a series. Here we are. We want to drop their dacks in front of their own home crowd <laughs> and we want to make sure that everyone back at home who you know, your, your first girlfriend, your first mate, the first bloke you had a fight in, in the schoolyards, they're all watching <laughs> us tonight. We're representing New South Wales. Now, focus on the game. Yeah. And he and told the bus driver, now go, keep going. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, the next 400 yards... I looked around the bus and I saw Noel Cleal with a, with a tear in his eyes. I saw Brett Kenny all G'd up and you got Blocker Roach, in, you know, <laughs> gritting his teeth and there wasn't a word said. Right. From that trip, from that next 400 mm. metres, then we walked in the dressing room and I knew we were ready. Wow. And, mate, it was yeah. the most moving, moving feat I've ever seen or been experienced in rugby league. Right. Which was the game with MG and, and Wally? That was 1992, I Two, think. Right. 92. And you stepped in. I was the captain. Cool there. ahead. It was, it was no, 91. It was 91. Right. 1991 and, mate, well, mate, I tell you, that, that was the 38th minute of the first half and no. it was pouring down with rain mm. and, and, mate, you could see the two of the big, the, the, the big two of the biggest names in the game of rugby league back then just showed you how much it meant to each state. Right. And, and, and that was the true grit of yeah. State of Origin where you hated each other and, and fuck, we hated them. <laughs> we, we hated them. And MG just typified all that in that, in that one minute of moments against Wally Lewis. And, and Wally gave back as much as he got. And referee Manson was right in the middle of it oh, as well. He oh, was right yeah. in the middle of it. If I told you some of the superfluities of that, <laughs> that conversation there... He's, 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 it should be in the National Museum. Oh, they should transcribe it. It was gold. <laughs> All right, the other great moment, of course, is these days it's just not on, doesn't go to television. If you're a pitch invader, even with a shirt on, you know, whatever, it doesn't yeah. matter, uh, they don't show it, they don't encourage you, you get fined a lot of money. Your mother, your dear mother, oh. Barbara, of course, that's the greatest moment in rugby league ever as far as PR goes. She comes onto the field. It's funny, you know, God, God bless mum, she's passed away yeah. now. Um, most famous mother in state of in, origin. Yes. Yeah, well, in sport. <laughs> so with 30 seconds to go, I get cut my, my I get cut from ear to ear. Melman Nigger's uh, stud clips me and, and opens me up like no tomorrow and I'm yeah. bleeding from ear to ear and um, you know and, and pours down and, and I got taped up and yeah. and I, well there's 30 seconds to go before full time and there's my mother she's what the so f- she jumped the fence she jumped jumped the fence <laughs> no sec- she, 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 she ran around through security, the security yeah god and yeah. she's on the field they must, wiping that, the blood off my she didn't give a shit about that must have flummoxed security though to see a woman get on the field an older woman unbelievable 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 <laughs> so what the hell are you doing he goes oh my she didn't care about the blood because she's your mother it was your mother and every mother out there <laughs> oh, can man. relate to yeah, that mother absolutely I mean your son's been opened up from yeah. ear to ear and she had to get on there to look after you she just wanted to worry about your health <laughs> so it would only be if you think that she would have given her blessing for this but forget about taking rugby league via the agency of Vegas the US take that image to the oh, Americans and yeah. the game will go through the roof I reckon oh, they would love it <laughs> they would love they it would love absolutely it. love it and look as day goes tonight I'll tell you what they're going to do when they promote it 
they're going to show every reel of every shoulder charge, every biffo that goes of on. Of course, the stuff they're trying to ban. And these are all the things that are banned <laughs> right. that made the game so great. So the hypocrisy of all this will be deemed and shown yeah. all around the globe, yeah. and that is what people want. The greatest, the greatest events these days we see is the UFC and the heavyweight boxing champion of the world. And what are they? They're belting the shit out of each other. And that's what people want to see, which unfortunately. Exactly, no, no, which, no. which is kind of why Volandis is marrying rugby league to a Volkanovski fight and a Tim Zoo fight because <laughs> they can't do it on our field, so we'll do it next time. That's it. Why not? One last question in this segment. Um, working under Alan Jones. Yep. How was that? Uh, extraordinary. Yeah. Um, G, I'll tell you a story about Jonesy. Jonesy rocks up in a long stretched limousine at the back of Balm at, at the back of Leichhardt Oval. Wow. This yeah. is you love this. He wasn't getting paid, was he? Was no, right? no, no. Good good man. I love AJ. Yeah. I love AJ like no tomorrow. He's yeah. one of my favourite people in the world. Right. But he rocks up in this long limousine, he opens up the door and he gets out of the car. Man, this this is before Super League. We're, we're struggling, like we've got holes in our sand shoes and we're, we're battlers. So Jonesy gets out in his three-piece suit. He's wearing a little carnation at the top of his lapel there. And he walks into the joint, you know, his Italian shoes. And, yeah, scent. Bloke goes, who the fuck's this bloke? <laughs> and Jonesy gets up there. He goes, my name is Alan Jones. I've come to this place to do something we haven't done here since 1969. And that's to win a premiership. Mm, yeah. And, mate, if you never heard Alan Jones speak, he's one of the greatest orators that you'll ever want to yeah. hear. He's brilliant. Yeah. We've got the three grades in the dressing room. We've got the directors there. We've got the medical team. We've got everyone there. And he's talking about the history of our great club and everyone. He's riveted. Like, just everyone's riveted yeah. to what he's saying. Every, of course, he's just presenting so well. And he loved referencing himself to the great... Sir Winston Churchill. In his speech, he would reference it. There's, there's a fair healthy ego at work, you say. The great, the great <laughs> Sir Winston Churchill. He would be, he'd, he'd be, and he said, gentlemen, I just want to finish off by saying, the great Sir Winston Churchill once said, our greatest glory is not in never falling, but in rising after the fall. And I'm thinking, fuck. Place was and I'm sitting next to Blocker Rage and Blocker tashing on the shoulder. He goes, B-E, B-E. I said, yeah. And he goes... Who the fuck did Sir Winston Churchill play for? <laughs> <laughs> and I got Ciro on the other side. He's gone. I think he was related to Clive Churchill. <laughs> I thought we were in trouble. <laughs> yeah, that's great. We'll be back in just a moment. <laughs> there's the beautiful game, the sloppy game, and then there's the rugby league. <laughs> If you wanted to catch many songs that Stephen Ferris would not play at State of Origin, then why not hear him on Sold Out? Hey, what's happening, y'all? You're listening to Stephen Ferris keeping that funk alive. Every Sunday on FBI Radio 94.5 FM, or you can stream it at any time on fbiradio.com. Sold Out with Stephen Ferris on FBI. Uh, we are definitely fired up here with uh, Benny Elias, future immortal number. We can't we can't pick a number, can we yet, Chris? Malice number thirteen. Yeah, oh, yeah. Jesus. walking future immortal, and we will talk about the undead very very we soon. We will come to okay? that. But in the meanwhile, um, there's been a bit of ref bashing stories because of the Park Footy situation in Western Sydney, which yeah, is appalling. We all Terrible. we all get that. We know that. Uh, but then it comes in different shapes or shades. Uh, just this weekend, of course, uh, one of the great grubs, uh, the grub, the grub, uh, Josh Reynolds. 
was uh, was uh, seen being spoken to fairly sternly. I don't know what he said exactly. Do you know what he said to Grant Atkins, the referee, who was just like, "That's it, one more." No, call. he said that that was bullshit. And yet he's, that was all that's that was. That's okay, like, surely. It was yeah. nothing. Like, come on. Was, I know Josh quite well. and He gets very passionate right. and whatnot. But look, there's nothing. There was nothing. No. So nothing he's not really nothing. a grub. Is, what, is that what you're saying? He's, he's a grub. He's a grub. Okay. Should we hear <laughs> Joey's reaction Let's to listen, Josh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now just hang on a second. Grant Atkins, stay with the action here. Go back. This bloke speaks to me like this again. He says, yeah. Hang on. I'm asking what I'm saying. Go away. I'm not speaking to you for the rest of the game. Comes at me again and goes, Can you take that 10 minutes now to get work it out? Yeah. Comes at me again about anything. He goes, Sorry about that. He needs to apologise. Not you. So 10 minutes to work it out, right? Yeah, I, maybe Joe was a bit disappointed he'd been appointed to Canterbury St. George, oh, not a high-profile yeah, game. Yeah. I should say, but not a high-profile game. Now, but. just on that, uh, St. George, another loss and hooks on, on, on you know, shaky ground. What would you do, Ben Elias, with St. George Illawarra right now? I'm just about to go have lunch with the owner. <laughs> exactly. So you're going to watch St. George Illawarra instead of the Tigers? Oh, no, we're watching. I'm watching the, we're playing the St. George Illawarra yeah, Magic Dragons round. this yeah. weekend, actually. Prediction? It's, uh, oh, well, Magic Round up there in Queensland it should be an absolute cracker yeah, yeah. Uh, look we've won one in a row mate we are on fire <laughs> that's a street Tigers. And, and what about the team song it's probably well, unknown <laughs> well mate we will celebrate when we won the toss yes <laughs> mate we'll, we we, 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 we yeah. find it very hard so golden days ahead you reckon absolutely good days ahead and uh, look I've got to say the, the momentum and, and look to beat the two time premiers yeah. in a you know that's the side that you want to get. That's a scalp. That's if, you, the scalp. if you ever want confidence back yeah. in, a, in, in a New York second, yeah. that is the that is the. Place and even to Nathan get. Cleary said when he got tackled before the line and dropped the ball or lost mm. the ball, he said that was a moment. It was. Well, that was by young Jareen Baller in his second game yeah. of NRL, yeah. and it was came as a matter of record. His name Jareen is an amalgam yeah. of Jordan and I guess Dream. Akeem Olajuwon because he was a basketball wow. fan, his father. Yeah. But I love how that does sound American, doesn't it? You know how we say that the press likes to accent accentuate the negative and yeah. the Tigers have sort of been grist to the mill this year today's article was about the fact that Buller didn't get any Dally M points so you know he's, <laughs> he's had a fantastic game he looks yeah. brilliant he the game. well he didn't get any Dally M points uh, Good attitude. We, you know, you know, you're a member of the Eastern Suburbs Roosters just because you have mates there. No, that's part of my community service. Community order. service punishment, <laughs> is it right? Yeah. Do they ever? St- I was sitting at the Anza games. The guy behind me, who every yeah. single negative thing happened, and they were winning, was <laughs> complaining. I said, "Mate, you're winning. Stop yeah. whinging." And his wife went, "Yeah, right. I right, stop whinging." The Victor Radley incident. You call that sort of, you know, that's a referee sort of situation where he called it wrong. You know, the, the they, they they reckon his shoulders were hit. Uh, uh, so Blake. wrong. So wrong. Yeah. But, I mean, because it was Victor Radley. But they're still talking about it, the Roosters. Yeah. Still going on about it. Yeah, well, they, you know, if you're a Rooster supporter, mate, they whinge in their sleep. You know? <laughs> but, but, That's but, all I want to hear. They, when when, are, when you go to a game like that <laughs> and you're in neutral, <laughs> you've got the commentary from the Roosters fans sitting around me and then I've got Mates and George fans texting me. It's like there are two separate games oh, going yes. on. But... We always talk about consistency in rugby league. Now, Andrew Abdo has actually intervened and fined Josh Reynolds $1,000. Did he? For the bullshit. Yeah, because the match review committee were not going to fine him. Please. Victor, shit decision. No flies on him because that's the interview he gave after the game. I don't know. Right. Special treatment, you reckon? So, you know, profanity in rugby league hasn't quite settled down yet. We've got to find the right But I think everyone could feel Victor's frustration. Oh, absolutely. My God. No, I did not. You didn't? No, I was a George supporter. (laughs) Okay. Well, you know, I was just thrilled for him because he was level with Luttrell and eight Simbins. Now he owns it. 
yeah. you did see the uh, Warriors fan on the weekend in the in the slop over at Mount Smart holding up a garbage bin to say Radley get in. <laughs> but also, it's all part of the entertainment. You know, I'd rather him send off because it's funnier and more oh, interesting than not. No, but I mean, there is a point where it's a contact game. They're yes, putting yeah. their bodies on the line. Yeah. He's really doing his best to adjust some of the behaviour and that was a pretty tough moment, I thought. Now, you do subscribe, Benny Elias, to the red mist. Some people have succumbed to red mist more than others. Red mist? Yeah, anger. Oh, yeah, no. They just blow up and anyone knows to, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, look, I I think the game has become very politically incorrect at the moment in many ways. Um, The characters have certainly gone out of the game. Yeah. Um, the the confrontation between out, the two nines or the two ones or mm. the two sevens yeah. that, that 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 competition has gone. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you don't like the fact they shake hands and hug afterwards? No, and no, chat. I don't mind that. I don't, I, mind, I, I don't mind. I like the okay. sportsmanship. Yeah, I love yeah. the sportsmanship. But my, in, in the good old days, you know, they used to come back to the club. So if we play the Dragons yeah. at you know at Leichhardt Oval, they'd all come back to the Balmain Leagues Club, yeah, or, yeah. or we'd go back to the St George Leagues Club, yeah. and we'd have a beer and we'd yeah. talk about it and what bygones be bygones on yeah. the football party. on the field. You used to walk away respectfully yeah. and leave leave it on. But on the field today. They've lost all that, you know, I, I think. And they've lost a lot of the competition. When you catch the ball in the in-goal area, you get a free walk to the 20-metre line. Yeah, yeah. You know, in the scrums, if whoever feeds it wins it in yeah, the scrum, yeah, there's yeah. no competition. Yeah. You can't rake in the play the ball anymore. You can't rake in the you play the, the ball. No, no competition yeah. at the play the ball. Oh, my goodness. If you take the ball off them in the, in the tackle, it's, it's called stripping the ball off the other yeah, opposite. Yeah. There's no competition in holding the ball. Those competitions are the things that turn the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've lost all Have that. Have you been ever asked to join the NRL as an administrator? <laughs> no. No. I, I haven't. But I have a lot of ideas which I think that... Advisory I, council, maybe. I, I just think that, look, the game... I love the game, yeah, you know. Yeah, right? and, yeah. and, and my criticism is... Con- I like to think it's constructive criticism but this is the greatest game in the world it's played at the moment I've, I've never enjoyed the game more than it's I have fast. it's so fast it's very skillful yeah. the guys are full time 100% athletes yeah, yeah, yeah. who who are devoted 100% yeah. to the game um, they've got a lot of pressures on them because of what they can and can't, can't do. do yeah. um, and and it's, it, it's sometimes you just get so conservative that you forget or, you know, you do the numbers, you do the hit-ups, you do the metres, yeah. all those statistics. You can now. hear Payne Haas in interviews mm. trying to sort of state like a, like a, a rote line. You know, he's been taught that's the line, that's the way I've got to behave, I've got to do that and yeah. don't do that. You know, he's, he's mentally... Boxing him in, yeah, and you lose. You know the characters of the game, the Brand, the Brandon Smiths of the world. Yes. Yeah, they're few and far between. Mm. And yeah, you know, I love Munster in there because he gives a bit of shit and he's yeah. a bit <laughs> cheeky, and you know, and you, you give a little bit of lip. You know, even, yeah. even even the grub with a little bit of lip. Every it's not hurting anyone. Yeah, and, yeah. and in the case of <laughs> and it's the character. Yeah, of it, you yeah, know, yeah. it's it's the there's no charismatic players anymore. There's you know they used to have. I mean when. Where, I mean, when Blocker Roach got into a school, you just knew that there was a little bit. Of, no one got hurt. Do you think no maybe, one got you, hurt. you know how they have you know, the talk of pride round, respect round, indigenous round, mothers round, yeah. whatever it is. Oh. Maybe they should have a back to, back to the roots round where people, all the rules, all the bets are off and you can do what you want. Look, can I say this? I mean, you talk about having new ideas. I, can I just give the game, the state of origin is our mantelpiece. We, that is our showpiece yeah. that we show every, yeah. and everyone who doesn't even follow rugby league in Melbourne, in Tasmania, in. they tune in. Adelaide. Yeah. They love watching state of origin. Bring back at least the shoulder charge. Make it different to an NRL game. Yeah. Put some new rules 
in the state of origin right, okay. where all of a sudden, oh, shit, you can only get one warning and you can have a fifty cuff. Like, <laughs> wow. Like, right. Could you imagine the first? Because when I was growing up as a kid, now – That's mate, what you waited for. I don't know whether you guys are in the same boat as me, mm. but, but, mate, I used to – would not miss the kickoff from State of Origin because you knew the first scrum was going to be an all-in brawl or the first tackle was going to be because you tried to ascend your, your, your authority yeah. in that first five or ten minutes. Have you ever, generally speaking, it's a big blow, but from the kickoff and the, the, the person, the first person to run the ball back in State of Origin is always like that moment. Oh, my God. Have you ever done that? Never. never. No, I never will. Never. That's for those bullfed front rowers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm in the world. Are you kidding me? I, I'm no expert, no Bernie, but that idea... The games would rate their heads Wouldn't off. Wouldn't they? <laughs> rate their heads off. Should Make we... some new rules for state of Just origin. Just for state of exactly. We're going to let the biffo happen. Yeah. Could you imagine? Yeah. I mean, they're going to say, well, then you've got your duty of care to the players and we're going to sue you because he broke his jaw. Yeah. I understand all that. Sure. But sign a le- sign some, you know. Some disclaimer. Some disclaimer. Wait, yeah. You cannot touch me. State of origin football. Well, like, well, if we... Could you imagine it? Yes. Well, bring yes, it back. I would... Bring back the biffo. Like, wow. <laughs> if we're prepared to do that, then that surely we're also prepared to open up the gateway that Victor Radley can come back and play despite having defected to oh, the he'd be a, England. He's, and, he's a moral state of origin player, isn't he? <laughs> and, and our good friend Dennis Carnahan has immortalised Victor's recent troubles in song. It is a penalty going against Victor Radley. On his shoulder. His name is Victor Radley. Sometimes he tackles badly. He comes in late and high. Way too many times. When Vic's defending, the red mist's descending. Then the whistle blows. It's another time he's walking to the bin. Victor Radley gets sinned. Like he did last week and the week before again. The way that Victor plays gives away penalties. It's another time he's walking to the bin. After about the three thousandth week in a row, Victor's gone <laughs> to the bin. Victor Radley gets sinned. Victor's gone. The beat. So now Victor's gone Singing a lonely song In the dressing room Eight times before he's been sent from the park For the cause anyone thought Victor would have been okay Victor gets treated differently, yeah Well, his name is Victor Radley Some think he's treated badly Teddy and Robbo say it's cause of how he plays. Of the aggression that he plays with. Victor reacted madly. Losing my mind. And swore on TV badly. That's decision. Decision, sorry. Trent Robinson agrees, but admits the bias might be his. You know, that's my opinion, that's Ted's opinion, but that doesn't mean, that doesn't mean it's real. We might be biased. Well, his name is Victor Radley. Sometimes he tackles badly. Oh, 
Brilliant. Brilliant. Victor Adley, Dennis Carnahan's song, guest Benny Elias. We've still got him. He's just about to run out the door. Yeah. Uh, well, he's about to buy some George Illawarra. Well, so. yeah, it's not the back door either. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, ah, okay. We were just going to talk about the Crimea look. Our ritual state of origin was yes. always when the timing between television and radio locked in when HG and Roy were on on a Wednesday oh, night for, right through the 90s. And it was like there was some you know some hardcore fans that said, we, we, we don't want to hear the joke. We want to hear the real call. But yeah. no, we went, no, no, it's HG and Roy. And it was just a magic decade, I remember. Fantastic. Now, uh, Viva Las Vegas, what do you think about this plan? Yeah, look, you know, I, I think it's a terrific idea. I mm. think I, I, I always think that spread the game of rugby league anywhere around the world is a, is a massive plus for the game. I, You know, you you got Russell Crowe, who yes. in South Sydney are going to be there. And, and the you, gladiator. And you got the yeah, and the great gladiator. Hello, yeah. I, mean, I mean, how, how good is he? <laughs> yeah. And you got Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Wolverine. 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 Imagine that battle. I mean, that is an absolute, you know, that is an absolute... Um, Easy entree to yeah. promote the game to the, 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 the Americans straight away. There's a detailed interview with, um, well, I'm calling Peter Valenz the flim flam man at the moment, the dark overlord, PVL, whatever, but he's done a detailed <laughs> interview with Andrew Webster today and he says, of yeah. course, in a couple of weeks they're off to talk to the gaming authorities and various potential sponsors in Vegas. And he said, Andrew Abdo and I is like Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra in Vegas. Now, I'm assuming PVL is Frank Sinatra who had, <laughs> had known links to organised crime, but that's just me. But, uh. Benny, we think that they've got to think more broadly that, you know, because they're saying that the, the Broncos want in, the Roosters want in. And, and they're, and they're rep- spearheaded by a character, correct? Everyone needs a representative. Like an ambassador. Yeah, right. So, I mean, in terms of the Broncos, who would be, if we've got Wolverine and um, uh, Manly. the Gladiator in one of the battles, Volkanovski, yeah. Tim Zoo. Yeah. Mate, without a doubt, you'd have to have uh, Cam- uh, Cameron Smith, the golfer. Oh, Cam Smith. Uh, He's known course, around the world. Course. He yeah, loves yeah, the Broncos. Yeah, yeah. He's a shock. He's Bronco. a tragic. Because we were going to go Lockham Murdoch. We thought Murdoch oh, might. Oh, yeah, Lockie. Depending, Lockie. depending on what happens with the Smartmatic case, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah he could be in jail by then, couldn't he? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, Who, Lachlan or... Uh, Lachlan. Yeah. <laughs> I know, he's in all sorts. All sorts. They're coming from him every which way. Sydney oh. Roosters, of course, being the Sydney Roosters, they get Harry Connick Jr. because... Right. He's not Australian, but he's been on Hey Hey at Saturday all the way through yeah, to yes. Token. The, the Voice. Token so American. The Tigers. I know, but against Harry, I'd put in because she has no idea about rugby league when she was on television in America recently. Spoke about the greatest Australian sport AFL. I suggest Kate Blanchett should go up against Harry Connick. Yeah, remember? well, that's quite possible. Yeah. And then Russell could do a bit of a, a, a quick turn and say. Uh, in fact, I'm not representing South Sydney. Please welcome Tom Cruise. And then uh, Top Gun would come out and clean house with Hugh well, Jackman you also and have you. Snoop Dogg. Uh, Snoop Dogg. Oprah. There. The Dalai Lama. Dalai Lama. I mean, that's a vast array. I mean, for the Tigers, it's got to be Anthony Field, surely, the Blue Wiggle, which is probably the most popular Australian well, entertainer I'll, I'll, in the Without a doubt. Yeah. I dispute that because Margot Robbie and Barbie, now she's surely a Gold Coast Well, girl. she'll be Titans for yeah, sure. Right, oh, no, no, Caroline Kennedy. And for the Dragons. Caroline Kennedy. Caroline Kennedy. Because she went to the Titans game, and yeah. of course, her second would be Gordy Tallis. I mean, yeah. Be a very yeah. compelling. And Elvis Presley for the Dragons. Yeah. <laughs> They're gone. Get Baz Luhrmann to bring him back. Well, I was suggesting John Howard because he was a beloved Prime Minister, but Stephen was saying some... Brian Brown. Brian Brown. Yeah, Brian Brown. 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 Mate, he's, he's a Tigers man, mate. He no, he, no, he's he, a Dragons man. Brian Brown. Has he told you something different? He lives oh. him now, mate. Bullshit. He lives down. At, he's, not, he's not being straight mate, with I've you. I've been to a game with him. He loved. He goes, oh, I went almost sitting with him well, anyway. Nick, he said, I love the Tigers. Oh, I love the Tigers. Next like time it, you know. pin him down, all right, and see <laughs> what he's doing. Dragons, man. Eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're closets, you know. They, they just they come out every well, now and then. Well, you don't want to be proud about it. You can't certainly do it in public. Now, it was quoted recently 
uh, something about you just can't stop or keep down the Titans. What's the story there? No, no, no. I think no? I think you're thinking about the Dolphins, perhaps. The Dolphins, I mean. So, so yeah. I mean, you know, we're a very polite show, as you've seen, Ben. We're not really, really want to put anyone under pressure. We're not playing audio of Sticky in a tearful mode in the presser, but he said something very interesting at the beginning of his presser after the one-point win over the Dolphins. Okay. We're a football team that... Uh never never dies and, and, and spoke about that uh, we had to be good for another 40 minutes because they would be uh, they wouldn't go away 40 minutes Chris <laughs> Wayne Bennett's come up for his 900th game this weekend isn't so he? it is on the Saturday as uh, our audio producer Mash Ferris has pointed out the same day as Prince Charles is getting coronated yes, yes, uh, we've never seen those two in the same room together yeah. <laughs> okay. Wayne is coaching his 900th game uh, supposedly he's been involved in about 6% of the rugby league games played since 1908 <laughs> starting with the New South Wales rugby league running to the NRL so if you can't kill the the, the Dolphins, you can't kill Wayne Bennett. So this is why he's ended up at the Dolphins, because as Ricky's revealed, yeah. probably unintentionally, they are the undead. Are you a fan of vampire films? Uh, um, no. No. Shaun of the Dead, maybe? Good, thanks. How's yourself? <laughs> so, so, what are you talking about? So, what are you talking about? You might remember Dracula there, you know? Feeds uh, on the blood yeah. of young, young people. Oh, yeah, that, the sucker uh, yeah. sucks you yeah. yeah. I, I, I think what's really clear is that Wayne um. will coach the Dolphins forever because they're the team that will not die. Yep, amazing. And, and we are going to be blessed with Wayne forever in immortality. It's a great... Can't argue about that? Great no. notion. No, great no. notion. Have we got a song for him? We've got a song for Wayne. Okay, and that'll be it? I think so. I think we should okay. uh, convey our thanks to... No, it's my thanks, pleasure. Ben. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's been a lot 360 of 360 this weekend? 360, yeah, Wednesday yeah. night. Don't, yeah. don't miss it. It'd be um, on... What's, on what's your sort of position? Do you tell the truth or do you debate topics? Legend. No, I try and tell the truth, actually. Yeah. I, I like to... Put you know, put my feelings out there and yeah, my yeah, thoughts, yeah. and yeah. if they don't like it, we'll be good deal. So what? <laughs> Can yeah. I say personally, Ben? It's been an absolute thrill as a lifelong Balmain Tigers Thank fan. You. It's an absolute pleasure Thanks, Chris. to meet you, and they don't have you on three hundred and sixty nearly enough. Oh, you're talk good. To the Thanks, Chris. And when you talk to Mr. Gordon, yes, suggest a role for yourself and advise oh, so Stephen. <laughs> Stephen is a must on your channel. Exactly. There you go. No problem. Really enjoyed this afternoon. Yeah. Been great. Thank, Thank you. Benny. Thanks. Fire I don't need your rocking chair Your chair at all or your Medicare Well I still got neon in my veins This grey hair don't mean a thing I do my rocking on the stage you can't put this possum in a cage Our body's old, but it don't impair I don't need your rocking chair I ain't ready for the junkyard yet Cause I still feel like a new carpet It might take a little longer, but I'll get there well, I don't need your rocking chair I don't need your rocking chair Sticky. 
So tune in again next week when we invite a veritable breadline of nobodies and wannabes to flesh out another rip-snorting roundup of rugby league shenanigans, slander and smut right here at the home of radio's most fatuous footy confab. Fire!